Hey, hey, welcome into the Big Ten Huddle. I'm your host, JR, and we are here having our first basketball episode. We are going to be talking hoops today. Normally, we talk all football all the time, but with the basketball season coming up less than a month away, right? I mean, well, I guess oh, yeah. about a month away. We're getting Six there. Six, it starts on November. Uh, yeah. So about a month away, we are going to get some awesome basketball talk going this season. We're going to try to start with like each each team a little bit. I don't think we'll get to every single team, but we'll try to go one at a time. Well, our first team that we have with us today is Burke from the Often Daunted Podcast. It is the IU Basketball Podcast for Big Banter Sports. Burke, you want to go to introduce yourself and tell people where they can find the pod? Yeah, I'm Burke White. Uh, I host the Often Daunted Podcast on this Big Banter Network. Um, I You can find my podcast anywhere. I imagine that about a 13th or yeah, 13 to 14 of these fan bases might not like it. I uh, tend to be a little bit of a homer, but uh, today in the name of Big Ten Huddle, I, I put on my objective pants and I'm here to talk some basketball. Hey, I tell people all the time, dude, it's like... If you hate us, that just means that you want to come keep listening to us. Like, if we ever yeah. have SEC fans <laughs> out there, you want to come listen to Big Ten talk, dude, go for it. Come come grill us in the comments. I don't care. Like, there and then guess what? We're going to come back at you and let you know when we're right and you're wrong. So, all right, if you want a little friendly banter back and forth, come bring it. We'd love to, we'd love to do it. So, uh, absolutely. We are brought to you by Big Banter Sports, Big Banter Sports. We have a team for every football team in the conference. We're working on basketball right now. Even IU. Even, even IU football. The LEO Shout out to the LEO podcast. podcast. There we go. Yes. <laughs> I think they're a little upset after the Maryland game, but oh, I think they're also yeah. happy. Hey, I was talking yeah, to one it's, of them the other it's day. It's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. I was talking to one of them the other day, and their offense coordinator got fired, and you would have thought Christmas happened. You know? Dude, like, ding dong, Walt is gone. There we go. There we go. So, uh, hey, if you're watching on YouTube, please don't forget to like and subscribe. If you're listening to us on podcast, please do follow us and give us a rating. Even if you just want to give us like four stars, three stars, let us know. Give us a rating. We'd love to hear back from you on what you think of the podcast. It would uh, it would really help us out. We're also on Rumble as well. And you can find us on social media platforms of Twitter and Instagram if you want to interact with us there as well. All right, let's get into it. Enough of that. Enough of that fluff. All right. So, Burke. We have the Big Ten basketball expectations in 2023 to 2024. We're going to start with some IU talk, and then we'll get into some Big Ten talk. So just super open-ended question here. What are fair, that's the key word here, what are fair expectations this season for Indiana? Now, open-ended talk, I might give an open-ended answer because there seems to be three different possible expectations for this Indiana squad as we know absolutely nothing about how these guys play together after I mean Trace Jackson Davis he was such a presence that he dictated the style of play uh everything went through him which I mean rightfully so right because he was such a freaking monster that last year for sure and uh yeah just a lot of questions on how this team's gonna look it's Woody's I would call this his first year with his guys Mm -hmm. and with him coming on to the program, wanting to play a more uh, faster style, a more pro style, which I mean, just has all of Indiana fans just drooling. That being said, in the Big Ten, it tends to be whoever you're visiting, you're going to play their style, and then they're probably going to beat you with experience in that style. So 
I mean, it's going to, we don't really know what to expect at this point. There's like, cause this might be the most talented roster Indiana's had, but we don't know that yet. We don't know how it works together. Right. I was we, thinking back to the Tom Crean day or Tom Crean days and like how much talent he had on some of those teams. And even this one, like, it seems like, like you said, you don't know, but it seems more promising than even some of the best teams he had. Am I wrong? If it's a hundred percent, I mean, this, you guys can call this hyperbole. Uh, we are making a national title run. If, if All right. we can hit on a hundred percent of the potential, this squad has, now that counts as Kalel Ware finding a motor. Yes. Which is the biggest question. And uh I mean if we ha- if we hit on 50% of the potential of this squad and that's Malik Renew by all measure. I mean if you've seen a picture of his gains in the offseason, this guy looks like he has been dipped into a vat of gamma radiation and oh, he's yeah. ready to just take the floor. Yep. Um and like with the with his footwork from last season his footwork was impeccable. The only problem with him is uh, can he use that size to, I mean, bully back in the Big Ten? And uh, in doing so, can he also cut down the fouls? Because, I mean, 6.8 per 40 was far too many for last season. And especially because at this point with Trace gone, with uh, Jalen gone, he is the face. He is the returning face of this program. I mean, I, I would say X and Trey are captains this year, but. I mean, X was out all last season, and Trey Galloway, people just like to call him the glue guy, like to call him the program guy in the roster. But Trey uh, Galloway is one of my favorite players to watch in the Big Ten. And I I know that that's like a hot take, you know, because obviously there are so many more stars, right? There's A.J. Hogar, there's, you know, Zachy. I mean, there's so many more stars in the Big Ten. You know, he's not a star. But just, man, you do not get the... Guys who go to a school because they love the school and they're going to, you know, drop every single ounce of who they are into that team. You know, the last guy I can remember, and I don't think Trey Galloway's on this guy's level yet, but the last guy that I can remember that was like that, that was in the Big Ten, was Aaron Kraft at Ohio State. I mean, the dude just, I mean, every single drop of sweat he had that game dripped onto that floor. Yeah, and I feel like, yeah. I feel like that's Trey Galloway. Am I wrong? And no. See, that's what he brought the first year, and that's about all he brought. Yeah. But this guy has added a dimension to his game each offseason. I mean, two just two seasons ago, he was the worst three-point shooter on the team at like 27%, I believe. And then this this last offseason, or this last season, he was the Big Ten leading three-point converter. Um, I think it was like 48%. And uh, this guy just seems to be able to find an extra tool each offseason. And if he is able to somehow generate his shot and keep that like high percentage shooting, watch out. He's he's going to make a splash this year. Now, is it fair to say that he is going to be in, you know, starting with Xavier Johnson, uh, the one and two, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That That's what uh, it looks like by all measure. Um, so we're looking at. Xavier Johnson. Backcourt is the problem. Backcourt is the problem right that's now. What, it looks that, a little that light. That would be my question because you have the freshman in Baco that's coming in. Obviously, probably going to be the three or the four. I would anticipate probably mm-hmm. the three because Malik Renew will probably be the four, correct? See, that's even in question right now. Mm-hmm. We don't know any of this because Mbako came here because he wants to play the three. Gotcha. And he'll get all every opportunity to do so. 
The only problem is uh, the potential speed that mm. smaller threes in the Big Ten would have because he's the size of an NBA three mm-hmm. all the way. Um, but I mean, this kid's athleticism, his size, it, it's strength is not going to be this freshman's issue. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, as, as for the backcourt, it really is. Uh, we need to stay healthy. We need to stay healthy and we have to hope that Gabe cups can come in and subsidize uh, as well as I'm, he, yeah, we'll we'll get into the freshman in a bit, but right, yeah, right. Gabe, Gabe Cups absolutely needs to be a piece of this squad. For sure, for sure. Now, I wanted to touch on one other person before we talked about the Big Ten as a whole, and it's probably one of the most intriguing, if not the most intriguing players. He's a transfer, and if you don't know who he is because he didn't play much last year, I get it, but Kalel Ware from Oregon, correct? Um he obviously did not have the motor that was needed at Oregon, but he was a former five-star, had a lot of talent coming in. Do you think Woody is the t- kind of coach who can really you know, bring him in and, and really drive him to take that next step to the player he needs to be? Look at the guy Archie Miller brought in to save his job. Trace Jackson Davis. Trace Jackson Davis always had the skill. Mm-hmm. He he had the touch around the rim. He had all this. He had the IQ. But Woody unlocked something in him. Mm-hmm. His time under Woodson, it, it, those games, like I would, I would point to probably both Michigan games. Uh, just first, his ability to win those through sheer will. Which, if you watch them, it. A lot of our wins this season were was Trace just winning through sheer will and tenacity. Right, both Purdue wins as well, and and that was never the case before. Yeah, so I mean, it, of course, it is different for uh, fourth year compared to uh, Kalel Ware in his sophomore season. Right, but if there's one guy that can do it, I mean, Woodson has given us the evidence in Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah. For sure. But I, I, yeah, I want to get back because if anybody's listening to how I said national title, I bet they are pissed off. <laughs> Guys, that is me talking in the max potential being hit because this Indiana squad has two of its three highest recruits of all, like since they've started tracking, since people have been getting paid off tracking these guys. Right. So you're you're saying ceiling, obvious, you know, if if everything goes right, everything happens right. Ceiling, national champion. Uh, what's what's the floor here? What do you think well, about like worst worst case scenario? Where do you think you are? Now that ceiling is on is based on CJ Gunn hitting uh, an appropriate sophomore jump because right. we'll need him at the we'll need him to relieve Trey. Right. Or I mean, if all I mean, yeah, just absolutely play a role in this backcourt. Um, Caleb Banks making a step in that Caleb Banks is such a high motor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's almost to a detriment for him last season where uh, he, he was almost moving too fast for his feet to stay under. Right. And if he can somehow get the, the ball handling down a little more, I mean, everybody talks about the sophomore step. So I'm just, if, if, if a lot of our sophomores make that step, Malik Renew, CJ Gunn, Caleb Banks, and, uh, we can also just get the absolute best out of these newcomers. This t- this is the most talented squad, the most set up for success. Because even though Trace was a monster, right, we had a ceiling with the play style we played with him. Yep. 
you, yeah. He's, That's what he, I was going to bring up with with Trace. I mean, obviously, every Hoosier fan loves Trace, right? Oh, no, I mean, he's he's on the Mount Rushmore now. Exactly. He, he he's leading like fourteen different <laughs> records now. Exactly. Um, but but I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, there was a certain play style you had to play with a guy like Trace on your team. You know, now if Trace was over at you know say Duke or you know Kentucky where they have tons of five stars, then maybe you don't have to do that exact same play style. But for Trace, you had to play around him with the talent he had mm-hmm. around him like that. Uh, and I think you're right that if you have some of this more talent, you aren't stuck in one play style kind of like you were with trace and i think that's been the big tens issue a lot of times is they kind of have teams that get stuck in one play style you know uconn last year yeah, showed yeah. that they could beat you in in almost any way you wanted to play against them right it was but, the big east teams that had the best success against them but you know like pretty much any any play style you had uconn could match and uconn could beat you in right Yo, absolutely. But like the problem with the Big Ten is, is I think whenever anybody experiments, whenever anybody looks to run, the rest of us just beat the hell out of them and tell them yep. to quit it. <laughs> yeah, and that's like, like that's the thing. Coaches like Chris Holtman and Greg Gard and uh, Brad Underwood, like they don't want to try to experiment with that because guess what? Those fan bases are are rabid and and want those yeah. guys out if yeah. they finish lower than fourth in the Big Ten. Yeah, you know, Wisconsin. Like- sorry to them. Like they truly, they truly will bring you down to their style of play and beat you with experience. Like right. that's, I mean, that's what they do. Yeah, I mean, if you try to play anything else in Wisconsin, they're just not going to let you do it, you know? No. So I guess this is a good lead into my other question I had about expectations because we started with Indiana, and now we're getting into, like, the larger scope of the Big Ten. Uh, from your, from you looking at it from the IU angle, are there any teams in the Big Ten who can kind of break this curse of not really performing in the tournament? Obviously, we're a very deep league. Obviously, there are a lot of good teams in it, but no like super great contenders. Are there any teams this season that you could see who could kind of break that mold and really get to like an Elite Eight, Final Four, maybe even the National Championship? Okay, so, since I already pitched the Indiana Pipe Dream, which, guys, I rationally think that we are three through five. That's where I, I'm. I'm hoping right there in the mix. Uh, that that that's a I I think a safe expectation for this squad. And that's a good but, performance for the team too. Like, yeah, that's not exactly. Bad. I'll hang. I'll hang. Yes, successful season. Um, but as for who I think is going to make the squad, I mean, make the deep run in March. A Tom Izzo team with expectations is pretty. I mean, that's the Big Ten's greatest shot, right? Yeah, that's it exactly has to what I was going to say, too. Because, I mean, if, if Purdue's not going to do it with Edie and Ivy, I don't know who. <laughs> I don't know. Well, and I, you know, it's hard because I don't want to just spend the whole time crapping on Purdue. And Purdue no, fans, no. There, you guys, Edie is a monster. Okay. Yes. Edie is a monster. I, I hate, on the national level, I just want to say I hate all the shine that Hunter Dickinson gets because he was not even the third no, best center in this he wasn't the third best center cliff amori yeah. that dude muscled him so hard like yep. all season cliff amori was more impressive and zach Eady is the top of the mountain right now he he has he, he is a guy who dictates the style of play and his style of play is dominate uh i mean luckily indiana had the answer twice last year right. um so i mean honestly 
as far as the overall standing expectations for me, I expect Purdue to be at the top because I don't expect anyone other than us to have another solution for that. <laughs> right. And even in even IU this season, you know, it's going to require a Kalel Ware. It's going to require some of these big men to, to have a TJD performance in order to beat Purdue. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, um, so I, yeah, I'm with you, dude. Purdue, I look at them and I say, there's almost no way they don't win the Big Ten. It's going to take a Herculean effort from somebody else and some really bad luck for them to yeah. not win the Big Ten. But yeah, absolutely. I, I, I just I don't feel super confident with them in the tournament. Prove me wrong, please do pl- prove me wrong. I want a Big Ten team to do well yeah. in the tournament. Yeah. You know, um, but I, I I just have to see it. You know, it's been three really hard tournaments for Purdue fans to go through, and and I feel you. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to dog you, but I have to see Matt Painter get far and do more. And if he's going to do it with anybody, it's got to be with Zach Eady. You know, the, those those young guards need to do better with some ball control and need to be able to get up the court and give the ball to Eady uh, without turning the ball over like they did, you know, in the tournament. So and uh, and a lot of that, hey, a lot of that was freshman guards and in hey, I'm I, look at me in my objective pants, guys. I'm telling you, Purdue, those guys stand, they deserve all the praise that they've been getting. They do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the last I'll. <laughs> uh, my my younger brother's uh, Alpha Sig at Purdue right now. And I, yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first on the Big Ten Huddle. An Indiana fan giving some <laughs> praise to Purdue. So, you know, anything can happen here. So. All right, let's move on to our next topic. So if you didn't know, the Big Ten, they unveiled their 2023-2024 men's basketball broadcast schedule. They're one of the only conferences to unveil the whole thing. The SEC, the Big 12, uh, they have not. They have only unveiled their conference. They haven't unveiled the broadcast schedules for, like, everything. So it's kind of hard to compare it. But, um, you know, Burke, what was kind of your reaction to thinking about watching Indiana on Peacock this year, right. right? A digital platform. What was your reaction? I, I thought that uh, I thought about starting a class action lawsuit for <laughs> against uh, NBC Universal for extortion because uh, it, it Indiana Purdue is reaching a fever pitch, like just with how heated each of these bouts are. Right. It's it's extortion. It's yeah. extortion on the largest corporate level, and I, I for one, won't stand for it. Yeah, no, for sure. I There are some games on there. You know, like this football season, they've put some, you know, kind of sleepy games on Peacock, right? They had Michigan mm-hmm. versus ECU at the beginning of the season on there. Uh, so, you know, like, obviously, you know, Michigan fans are going to want to watch their team, but at the end of the day, is Michigan ECU really going to do that many numbers outside of Michigan fans? No, probably not. So, obviously... You know, you go put them on Peacock. Um, but that's where I'm with you, dude. Is like there are some actual like good games that are going to be on Peacock this year. Now, I already subscribed to Peacock because The Office is on there and I love The Office. So you're not going to really hear any complaints from me about it. But I do understand people who, you know, don't want 17 different subscription services yeah. um, signing up for Peacock. Do you think this is going to hurt the Big Ten's like visibility at all or anything like that? I mean, it it does for anybody not in the state. Like, yeah. uh, it does for anybody not here invested with us. Because, like, there isn't going to be recruits just turning on Peacock. 
they aren't going to turn on Peacock and see how crazy Assembly Hall is when Purdue rolls into town. Right. And uh, be like, oh, maybe take a flyer on those guys. Right. Well, and like, you know, I, I don't have YouTube TV, but my in-laws do. And so when I go over to their house, you know, I'm flipping around to different games and stuff like that. And that's going to be the hardest thing is being able to like have all this going on social media. And somebody's like, oh, I'm going to find the IU, you know, Purdue game. And it's like, well, where's it at? It's like, oh, I got to exit out of this. I got to go all the way over to my, you know, Peacock yeah. app. And exactly. Then go there. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know how crazy some of the older IU fans are. Like <laughs> younger IU fans know how crazy some of the older IU fans are. Yeah. How are they going to react to this They're when they find the news? <laughs> There's no way they know that this is the case yet. Yeah. It, they will not know until they turn on NBC and don't see it. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. That was kind of my thing was like, I really wish that NBC would have done kind of like a crossed, like a cross platform thing here for the first season. I really wish they would have done like a, you know, it's going to be on NBC, but it's also going to be on Peacock. You can watch either one, but there's special footage on Peacock that you can see during the, you know, like give us some yeah. kind of incentive yeah. to watch yeah. Peacock. Um, it was the but, second highest rated game last season and yeah. it's on peacock this season right uh i mean um, it'd be interesting to see the numbers i'm sure it's gonna break all kinds of oh i, I mean i'm sure they're subscript they found the way this is the yeah. way this this is how you get every right. every person in this state they yeah. at least got indiana's population on this one right <laughs> so i was doing some digging a little bit like i said sec and the big 12 they don't have their um, num- like full numbers out yet. They have their conference numbers, but not their full numbers. And what was interesting to me is that the Big Ten, compared to the ACC, has more games on CBS. So even though they have more on Peacock, right? I mean, the ACC mm-hmm. doesn't have any on Peacock. They have their ACC network and ESPN Plus. But um, the Big Ten actually has, from what I saw, at least right now in the planning stages, they have the most games on CBS out of any conference. And so it's like, yeah, it's almost like yeah. you kind of you you kind of take it with your poison, right? It's yeah. Like, oh, we're gonna yeah. take the peacock. That sucks. We don't want to do that. But like, a lot more national exposure on CPS for exactly you know, maybe some it, of these but, other games. I think the worst thing is just IU Purdue. You know. Oh, the the whole thing it c- came right before the news of IU Kentucky resuming was broke, and I just immediately thought, okay, so since Cal bartered his way into having two home games and us having a neutral one at first at uh, Lucas Oil. Yep. Since he did that, I wouldn't be surprised if it was on his own. Like Cal's OnlyFans was where we have to broadcast that game. Like I, I it's crazy because that 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 will be just as highly ra- like viewed and probably I don't more think because about of Cal how much having an OnlyFans. I- <laughs> <laughs> that's a picture i don't want in my head now Burke. <laughs> i'll tell you what if he's broadcasting the iu kentucky game i'm subscribing okay yeah well that's true yeah. i have to <laughs> it'll probably be cheaper than peacock so you know what's up yeah one yeah subscription? Y- y- yeah i don't know that guy is pretty full of himself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go there oh 20 dollars a month oh man all right so moving on from there we'll get away from cows only fans <laughs> yeah let's do that <laughs> 
move on to our final topic. So uh, there's been a lot of talk about the freshmen out there just kind of nationally. And it's always it's always an interesting conversation to me, right? Like people put out these lists for like, who are the best freshmen? And it's like, well, you ha- literally have all these recruiting rankings to look at where they yeah. just got done ranking 600, 700. I mean, how many ever it's freshmen there are. Um, so I guess let's get, let's get into this first before we give our top five. What are your thoughts on the Indiana freshmen? There's three of them. Right there's mm-hmm. Newton Cups and and Baco. Uh, what are your thoughts on these Indiana freshmen this year coming into the season? Let's start with Jakai. I am heartbroken for Jakai. Um, he's rehabbing a knee injury right now. Right. Uh, doesn't look too promising that he'll be able to get out there fairly soon for us. And he would have been a great addition right out of the gate. This kid has explosive play. Um, and yeah, that that it's just such a bummer because it happened just like the May before he was coming on campus, and yeah, and yeah, sure. and and then as for Gabe Cups again, uh, him and Braden Smith were both Mister Basketball that uh, 2022 year. Mm-hmm. Gabe Cups in Ohio, um, he will absolutely need him to play a role now for the two. He could his shooting is highly touted. He's going to be able to shoot. It's is he going to be able to make his shot in the Big Ten is the question. Um, But I mean, I'm hoping that CJ Gunn can answer that question as our shooter coming off the bench, Mm -hmm. um, taking his next step. And then as for Mbako, I mean, um, I've looked into this kid's game, but I got to tell you, I don't need to look into this kid's game because. if you have a Duke D commit right. who you win in a bidding war with Kansas, I, I don't need anything else. <laughs> like I, I don't need anything else. If these guys were both interested in him, both committed to getting him. Yeah. I want him. I, I want that guy. And uh, I mean, his frame again, he's, he might be a natural four in college. He's trying to get ready for the NBA playing the three. Right. Um, well, and like you and I were talking before we were even on here, like the dude, it's it's more a question of his speed than his body type, right? I mean, the body's there. He's oh, yeah. he is made for college basketball oh, already, yeah. especially coming into the Big Ten. Like that's what you need. You need somebody who has the body to withstand some of the punishment and some of the beating you're going to mm-hmm. get. So to me, that's like the most positive thing about him is like, he's not one of these freshmen who comes in, who's kind of long and lanky and it's going to get pushed around a little bit. Like, no, the dude is, is he's strong and he's built well. So he's going to be able to withstand at least in the off season, but possibly also the entire big 10 season as well. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, if this kid, he came in uh, to the round table interviews for Indiana's like institutional media day. And he right. told everyone I'm, le- I'm leaving next year. I I'm wow. out. Like, he's like, I'm going to, he's going to try to put enough on tape this season and bounce. So, I mean, yeah, he would have to succeed at the three, if that's the case, because our front court is so deep, so deep. I'm um, talking about Peyton Sparks. Uh, right. This kid coming from Ball State, uh, second team all Mac, but also a freshman. So hoping he gets a sophomore bump. That kid is a unit. I believe that Mike Woodson might have just brought him in as the ED buffer. Yeah. Um, but this kid also produces around the rim, so it's it's exciting to see. But it but Mbako playing that three almost seems like even if it isn't naturally there yet. 
he'll be forced into that position because you would imagine that Kalel Ware was also sold a bill of goods coming here that, hey, if you have the motor, you're starting. You are right. you are taking chunks of minutes and showing the NBA that you deserve to be a lottery pick that you are projected to be. For sure. For sure. All right. Let's uh let's get into our top five freshmen here. I have my top five. You have your top five. I think what we'll do here is we'll just go back and forth. Uh y- you give your five, I'll give my five, we'll go down. You want to start or you want me to start? Uh you know what I'll start. Okay, go ahead. Uh I'm gonna start with uh potential freshman. This is the freshman, right? Yes. I think Price Sanford at number five. Uh where's he at? Iowa. Iowa. Uh, you might know his brother, Peyton. Yep. Uh, if he's half the nuisance that his brother is, I think he's about the same size, if not bigger. Um, he's going to be a problem. Sanford is is my leading. Now that Dickinson is gone, um, now that uh, Paul, now that New Jersey's point guard Paul Mulcahy is gone, um, Peyton Sanford is my. Uh, Odd on favorite to be the big, like the Big Ten villain of the year. Really? So, so well, he just, it would he, be it would be appropriate for him to come from Iowa and do that, right? Yeah, <laughs> and and it and it is just like I have a feeling that he's a lot like his brother because Iowa yeah. just puts a like brothers out there. Yeah, they do. <laughs> That's just what they do. So uh, yeah. my barometer and my reason for picking him five is because I would have picked his brother at five. Yeah. Yeah, I like that pick. I, I think <laughs> Iowa is always a sneaky good team. Um, and, oh, and they, absolutely. In my mind, at least, they they kind of have taken on a little bit of this villain mentality in the Big Ten. You know, obviously, they're more offense than defense, so it's not like the scary, going to hurt you villain. Uh, but they are kind of like this, we could beat you at any point in time because we're just going to hang 100 on you type of thing. Uh, oh, yeah. that that's They live by the three. They die by the three. But they... To their credit, they are Mike Woodson's lone head to collect still. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's the thing. So, all right, my number uh, five is Gavin Griffith from Rutgers. Um, people who listen to this podcast know that I am, you know, I'm an Ohio State fan, but I just I have this strange affinity for Rutgers. Uh, <laughs> it's been coming out all bas- all football season. It's bleeding into basketball now. Uh, the dude is just a really efficient scorer, and I feel like that is something that Rutgers was kind of missing last year that they really need to bring in. And Steve Peichel, I think, I think he's a good coach. I think he coaches defense really, really well. But I really like the idea of somebody coming in who is kind of offensively ready to bring and make a big impact for his team that kind of has this defensive mentality. Now, Rutgers did lose, you know, a number of good players. Um, you know, uh, what's what's the guard's name? McCullough. Um, Mulcahy, Paul Mulcahy. Mulcahy. I don't know. I can't think of his last name. Yeah. Paul Mulcahy. They did. They did lose him to the transfer portal. So that that dude was an all-time villain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the the headband gang, right? Um, but I, I really feel like this is kind of a player that Steve Peichel just really needs, and I don't know if he'll be starting right away. Um, so that that could be a little bit there, but I really just feel like this is a player that Steve Peichel needs and could really help out the team in a lot of different ways. So, all right. I'll go ahead and give my four, and then we'll go back to you. We'll just kind of snake style it, okay? All right, my number four, and some some of you might not like this because I've seen him really, really high on some boards, but bear with me for a minute, okay? Xavier Booker from Michigan State, all right? I think he's I think he's a great talent, okay? I think he is going to make a big impact this season, but I am a bit concerned with how late he did rise 
in the recruiting rankings. One of these guys that like he wasn't always up there toward the top, but he kind of you know just at the end of it really rose up there. He's a tremendous athlete. I mean, I I watched some of his tapes and he just like glides on the floor. He's a really really good uh, athlete to do that, but he's going to take a bit more time than I think some other guys would. And if there's any guy who can really take him and form him, it's Tom Izzo. So I think by the season's end, he's going to be a starter and he's going to be playing really, really well. I don't know if he's going to start at the beginning, but um, like I said, I think he's going to be really good. I'm just not quite as high on him as some other people are. So, all right, who's your number four, Burke? My number four is going to be Scotty Middleton for the Buckeyes. Uh, I mean, sounds like the kid can shoot the hell out of the ball. And at 6'7", um, I mean, that definitely helps you create your own shot here in the Big Ten. Yes. For sure. For sure. All right, who's your number three then? Oh, yeah, my number three. Uh, now, my number three would be Jeremy Fears. But I don't think he stands to play much as uh, just Michigan State's backcourt is ridiculous. That was my same reason for leaving him, leave him yep. off. Yeah, he would be number three for me. Yeah. Um, but uh, so here is where I'm going to take Xavier Booker. Now, uh, Xavier Booker, he's one of those brats. Yeah, I said it, Michigan State. He's one of those brats who played ball here, who is from Indiana, right? playing for Michigan State. What's wrong with him? I, I don't get it. But yeah, like you said, this kid is incredible. He is. Yeah. He, he's an incredible talent. And uh, the only thing is the size. I mean, I, I saw Malik Renew last season have incredible footwork in the paint, incredible toucher with the ball. But when Big Ten play hits, yeah. I mean, Big Ten play freaking hits. Like, it's crazy. Yep. Yeah. And that's going to be an adjustment for him. So, which, you know, Michigan State, they've, They've had good bigs like Joey Hauser last year. He was he was a good kind of big man for him uh, to do what they needed to do. But but you're right. He he didn't exactly hold up. I, I shouldn't say hold up. I feel like I'm insulting the the guy. I'm not trying to insult. No, him. He just no. he's not a Kalel Ware. He's not a Zach Eady. You know, he's not some of these big body guys that can really take the punishment. So, all right, my number three is this Deshaun Harris Smith from Maryland. Um, just a beautiful offensive game so smooth uh i really like that he is one of those guys who he can get the defensive rebound and then just take it all the way down to the other side of the court uh i don't know if i've seen a maryland player be able to do something like that lately um of course maryland is one of those teams i i probably know less about than some other teams but i just really really like his game i feel like he is going to fit in really well with jameer young i feel like that's a good offensive piece for him to have i feel like that was kind of jameer young's problem last year is he didn't really have another offensive piece to really kind of take take away some of uh, the defense toward him and i think deshaun harris smith is going to be one of those guys so all right let me do my number two and then we'll go back to you burke my number two is actually scotty middleton from Ohio State. Um, and the reason why I have him a bit higher, I don't know if he's the best talent, but the reason why I have him a bit higher is because if you if you followed Ohio State, Chris Holtman has been trying to get these like three and D white boys who are guards and short and like you know aircraft. <laughs> It just doesn't really work out for, you know, Justin Arms was a couple years ago. Uh, Sean McNeil was last year and, and Sean McNeil was f- 
fabulous player. Okay, I'm not trying to take away anything from him, but he he just didn't have that length to be able to play defense the way he needed to. And you pointed it out perfectly is that Scotty Middleton has that length where he's going to be able to get his shot off even with a defender in his face, and then he's going to be able to come back down on the other end and play defense. So I think it's going to be huge for Ohio State's defense. Ohio State they brought in. Uh, an assistant coach from the Celtics to help uh, uh, shore up their defense. And so I just, I think it's going to be a really, really good addition to the team and he's going to impact him really well. Again, I don't think he's the best talent out there, but I think he's going to make a really, really good impact. So I, I, yeah, I think, I think he's going to provide something that they desperately could have used this year in being able to go to somebody. Um, I mean, just their inconsistencies, screamed in like we need one other guy (laughs) yes well and that was the thing too is some of the older guys they weren't they weren't able to do what was required you know like normally in those times you give it to the veteran and the veteran has that calm presence to be able to do those things i love justin suing he just he just wasn't that last year uh zed key was but of course zed key got hurt and then even when he came back from injury you know he wasn't quite the same player so all right, your number two, Burke. My number two, Deshaun Harris Smith. There you go. Uh, I mean, freshman with hyphenated names, Chifino, <laughs> Ball. And uh, I mean, it seems like by all measure out there, I know they did their tour. He seems to immediately have gotten in there and uh, is making a difference, Is knows his role as mm-hmm. second. I mean, he's going to be the second go-to guy, I imagine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, again, Jameer Young is going to demand enough attention that there are going to be plenty of opportunities to play off that. Yeah, I've been hearing kind of the same stuff as like the dude came in and he was like the immediate two man, you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. not the second he, best player on the no. team, but it's Jameer's offense, team. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, on offense, at the very least. So, yeah. All yeah. right. I can only guess who your first one is. I mean, of course, dude. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. It's the Duke Blue Devil decommit who we beat out Kansas for. That is, that's it. It's Mbako. This kid, his size, he needs to work on the shot. I'll admit that, folks. I'll be objective here. He needs to find the shot. But even then, if the shot isn't falling, it seems like he can just bully his way to the rim. And just, I hope to God this guy is just a walking bucket. Right. <laughs> like, well, he's going to need to be if he wants to leave right after this year. Oh, no, so. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Mine was McKenzie Mbako as well. Uh, I just put on there that, you know, kind of the same thing you were saying, that I hope the shooting translates for him and he's able to do that. But even if it doesn't, like this guy, he he's not Scotty Middleton where he's only kind of the three guy. I don't say Scotty Middleton's only three, but he's more than just the three guy that Scotty Middleton is to where if it's not translating behind the arc, he's going to be able to get down low and bully his way in there and get him the points that he needs to get. And even if even if that doesn't happen, he's still going to demand a lot of attention from the rest of the team or the rest of the defense as well. It's going to provide time and space for Xavier Johnson. It's going to provide what the other t- players on his team need as well. And also, like I take this into account too, Woody knows what he's doing with three and four men, right? I mean, yeah, the, he, he did it at the NBA level. He's doing it here at the college level. And so 
when I look at this league now, which, by the way, the Big Ten, with this freshman class coming in, is no longer a big man's league. Like, this is a forward, kind of 3-4 league now with all these guys. I mean, all these guys we mentioned, minus Xavier Booker, I think is the only one. Uh, these, these are all 3-4 men. And this yeah. is the kind of league that it's turned into, which I think is better for the Big Ten person. Which that's, that's where the entire game's going. Yes. And like that and hey, that's credit to us trying to get a run in March going. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like across the, coaches, the board. It's like the coaches had a meeting and they were like, guys, can we stop recruiting seven footers? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. get some other guys in here who maybe, you know, will have us not beat each other up so we can actually do something in the tournament. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Here's hoping that Big Ten officiating can help out that a little this yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they are doing us no no favors there. Right. Right. So, all right, uh, Burke, that's all I had, man. You have any closing thoughts before we get no, out of here? No, yeah. Before I get out of here, I just wanted to talk about Xavier Johnson. Okay. So everyone sit and listen to me talk about Xavier Johnson because nobody else is. And I got to say, keep not talking about him, please, please. This kid runs on chips. I want his shoulders loaded. Yep. So please continue overshadowing the person who was like projected to be the best point guard in the Big Ten last year, who now has enough experience to have a doctorate in hoop. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just thanks. That's my last note, closing thought on uh, Xavier Johnson. I will say... Uh, last year, I was on a podcast. Before I started this podcast, I was on a podcast talking uh, Big Ten basketball, and I told him, I said, you know, hey, he's hurt this year, but next year, get ready, Xavier Johnson, best point guard in the Big Ten, possibly. I didn't say he was the best, but possibly the best point guard in the Big Ten. He could come back next year and really provide a spark for Indiana. And I got laughed at. They were like, oh, Xavier no, I love Johnson, it. I he's love got it. the best. You know, give us Braden Smith. Give us Jameer Young. Oh. And I was like, guys, those guys are great players, too. I, I'm not taking anything away from them. But Xavier Johnson has another level to him that I feel like if he can unlock that, then he's going to be the best point guard in the Big Ten in a lot of different ways. Um, so... He, I don't know. He, we'll see so if he, he unlocks it. But I just I just say it like this. He produces at a rate maybe slightly below Jameer and Boo. Um That's but he still produces. Not- he still produces. And uh what he does on the defensive side is he, I, I genuinely think he will remind Big Ten point guards how exhausting this game can be. Because yeah. he picks you up the entire floor and he just does not stop. And, uh, yeah, just here's hoping that that foot recovered and he can just stay healthy throughout the season. And I think that's the other thing, too, is people need to remember, like, Woody did pick him. You know, he was a part of that first transfer class that came in where Woody said, I need this guy in here. Some of the other guys, they yeah. transferred out or they graduated. But, yep. you know, Xavier Johnson, he was one of those guys. So, all right. Well, hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening. want to thank Burke for coming on and being my guest today. Like yeah, I said, no, Tuesday, thank you. Yeah, for sure. Tuesdays, we'll, we will talk basketball. So I think next week, I'm going to have somebody on from our wild chat. We'll talk Northwestern. So if you didn't hear enough about Boo Booey, uh, you'll hear yep. more about Boo Booey next time. Don't worry. He pushed off Trey Galloway and won the game against us. So. If you could ask them about that. Uh, if, <laughs> as long as you promise to listen, Burke. Oh, I'll give you a listen. Okay. All right. All right. I'll ask about <laughs> it. So, uh, please remember we are brought to you by Big Banta Sports, BigBantasports.com. Go there. Find them on Twitter, Instagram, all those different places. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to have a Big Ten football preview with um, 
okay, we're gonna have Chris Wilds from the Ohio Pods, the Ohio State podcast, and then I'm super excited to have these guys on. Uh, Jordan Monk from the Turtleheads podcast. Uh, dude has been ranking Maryland number one in their power rankings all year long, and I heard his score prediction today. He legitimately thinks that Maryland is going to beat Ohio State. So hey, hey dude. He can do that until they lose. I mean, I, they I'm haven't played it. anyone. I mean, of course, yeah, of course, Ohio State has played tougher teams. Right. But well, until, at least one tougher team. Uh, yeah, until someone shuts them up, like, they get to talk. Right. <laughs> they and do. Dude, I'm the one that's been ranking Maryland 17th in the polls. I've been the one that's like, this is actually yeah. a good team, people. So I can't blame them. I think they are a really good team. I, I think they are top 25 worthy uh but we'll see and i, I oh, know if Jordan... indiana was five and oh we wouldn't shut up about it yeah exactly <laughs> exactly it's all being part of a fan right oh so. yeah all right well be sure to tune in for that one thanks so much for listening again see you later have a great day no thank you so much take it easy guys